0: Hello everyone, this is Jacob Hopio, the producer of The Apex. In this episode, Jan and I sit down to talk about Jan's most recent trip to Slovakia, his first time returning in over 10 years. Jan's mother is a first-generation immigrant from Slovakia, and his father is a second-generation citizen in the United States, giving Jan and his sister Zuki an opportunity to become dual citizens. Additionally, I relay my own experiences studying abroad in Rome and living in Shrewsbury, England, where my dad worked while I was in high school. Together, we both explored our experiences overseas, and it gave us an insight of variations and similarities between American culture and European culture. If you want to support us, there are two ways to do so. One is to donate to our cause at www.patreon.com backslash the Apex Podcast. The other is completely free. All we ask is if you learn something from this episode or know someone that needs to hear our message, Share it with them. Please subscribe and hope this pushes you toward your apex.
1: Ahojte všetci, vitajte v ďalšej epizóde Apex Podcast. Yasom ja Jan naľmezia zomno so je môj kamarát Jacob Popio. Neskô. Budeme rozpravať moje dovolenku do Slovensko a potom budeme rozmávať trošku, a uh, keď Jacob Popio zabíval v UK.
0: Whatever he said, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Apex Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jan Almasy, and seated across the table from me is our wonderful producer, Mr. Jacob Popio.
0: How good is it?
1: Um, today, we're going to talk about my trip to Slovakia. Uh, some cultural differences, some things that we like about being overseas, because a little known fact, Jacob Popio lived in England for a substantial period of his childhood for months at a time.
0: Well, not my childhood. I was in high school, but...
1: Well, I consider high school childhood still. I yeah. still can, I'm 24 years old. I still consider myself in my childhood.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like I, I still feel like a kid compared to like other adults,
1: but... Well, I remember looking at 25 and being like, that's so old. And now I'm like, that's next year. Quarter life crisis. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine how RJ feels at 26. Ooh. (laughs) I'm just playing. Anyway, so if you guys are wondering what language that was, um, it was Slovak. I just got back from a trip to Slovakia. Um, I visited my family there. I hadn't seen them in about a decade, Uh, but it was an awesome trip. I spent 11 days with my grandparents, my cousins. Um kind of gallivanting around my homeland, Slovakia. My mother immigrated to the United States in 94, <laughs> 93, one of the two. Um, her and my dad have been married now 25 years, but um, all of her family still lives in Europe. So we try to go back as often as we can. This is the first time that I had the chance to go back in about a decade. So the Slovak is very fresh in my mind, <laughs> very Excited that I'm still conversationally bilingual, you know, not anything mm-hmm. too crazy, um, but I could definitely get by. So, can,
0: can you read the writing and everything? Mm-hmm. You know what it means? I can't
1: write for crap, but I can, I can read it relatively well because they have um, different characters that go above the letters, kind of yeah, like, yeah. like a, in the, Spanish and stuff like that. You have the and the accent yeah. marks, but we have accent marks in something called a mech chain. Which basically takes a C from a T to a Ch or an S from a S to a SH. So hmm. you just got to kind of, it just depends on the sentence structure. And their grammar structure is really weird too.
0: Is their alphabet different?
1: No, not really. It's just the sounds are all different. It, it, it's not really different till you get like Ukrainian or Russian. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to ask. Like, yeah. Russian, it's like a different alphabet. Rus-
1: yeah, it's Russian's like trying to read statistical data as you're it's writing like a book. code. Yeah, it's cryptic. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so today, uh, me and Jacob were talking before the, uh, turned on the mics and we basically kind of want to cover, cause me and him have been to Europe. I mean, that's where we met, I mean, not where we met, but where we became really good friends was on our trip to Europe mm-hmm. to Rome. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been, I've been overseas well over a, a dozen times at this point. Yeah. And then we have both spent a pretty substantial amount of time yeah in the european arena not by any means experts but what you just like exposure to the different side of life
0: just novelists i guess
1: novelists yeah Yeah. so this will be a little bit of an intro into just that global perspective i guess Mm -hmm. you know the apex around the world as it were
0: yeah just our perceptions through our own lens
1: right um So I'll give you a little bit of background on my family over there, and then we'll kind of dive into some of the points that I've written down here. So my grandfather is 81 years old. Um, I was just telling Jake, he still cuts grass, high grass and corn with a scythe. Um, Does (laughs) all of of his garden work by hand, um, still walks the dog. I mean, he's just an animal. Um, And then my bapka is 78 years old, I believe, 78. Um, she started to get a little bit slower, but probably the best cook that I've ever encountered. Really? Sorry, Mom.
0: Um, What does she make?
1: Oh, kobasi, pierogies, halushki, kolachik. Um, Kolachi is a nut roll? Like a nut roll or just Mm -hmm. any type of cake or cookie, really. So that's a a generic term. term. Mm -hmm. Um, And then polievka is soup. So I mean, all different types of soup. Well, what's
0: the most common?
1: Um, a lot of times, it's like goulashy, like really thick stews, more meat and noodles than there is liquid. So
0: noodles, not potatoes.
1: Well, the some the potato they're like dumpling noodles, ish. So they can be made with potatoes or they can be flour based. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. A lot of cabbage.
0: Is it tomato based?
1: tomato no stock or no most of it's beef broth or bone broth really mm-hmm. super good i mean i've got my mouth watering <laughs> think about food um but so they live in like a i mean literally like population 100 village tiny I mean, you can walk to church you can walk to the grocery store mm-hmm. you can take the bus it's like 15 minutes outside of the major city but the major city is probably about the size of canton yeah, I mean, it's the second largest city in the country, mm-hmm. and it's probably a little bit bigger than Canton. Um, Slovakia itself is about the size of West Virginia. So, so not no, very big. No, it's the entire country is the size of West Virginia. So, the U.S. in perspective is massive. Um, but they grew up, I mean, during Soviet occupation, mm-hmm. you know, during all that other kind of stuff. So, I was talking to my grandpa. He vividly remembers not having money as a kid. Like, money wasn't a thing. Really? It was a barter system. Hmm. So, like, you had your farm. If you wanted a pair of shoes, you made yourself a pair of shoes. Or you traded food to a neighbor that knew how to make shoes. Whoa. And then you would get shoes. And, like, everything that your family was worth or owned was based on what you could raise, what you harvested. You know, stuff like that. He built his entire house.
0: That's real life Catan right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess him and my grandmother and his friends built the house that they currently live in together 40, 42 years ago now.
0: They did it all by hand?
1: or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they built it all from ground up.
0: And I assume they didn't have like...
1: like Crazy that, that, construction uh, tools or yeah. anything. No. Scaffolding, basically. Like no, no
0: nail guns or anything. Mm-mm. It's all done by...
1: Crazy, yeah. Now this is the kind of stuff that we it's were like, talking about when I was it's over Amish. There. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of lifestyle that they grew up with, coming from right. My mm-hmm. grandfather is amazed at the fact that you can go to the store and buy a pair of shoes, or like money really isn't an object because it's just like, nah, it's just money. Yeah, you know I mean, and I can think that's kind of where I get my whole my little bit of a not so frugal side of life, where I'm mm-hmm. like anal about certain things. Like I know I need to pay my bills, but then after that, it's like. I have no issue paying for somebody's drinks, or paying for dinner. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not that big of a deal for me, um, and, and and none of the people in my friend group really are like that. So, the first point. Now that you guys kind of have an understanding, you know where that is. Um, it's a little town called Doba. It's outside of Kosice. If you want to look it up online, um, but
0: how do you spell that?
1: K O S I C E Kosice. And then Zdoba is the O D B A.
0: Yeah, I would have known how to spell that.
1: Yeah, Zdoba. Yeah. Zdoba and Kostice. Um. But the first point that I want to bring up is my grandfather has had the exact same car for like 25 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a little Toyota Corolla <laughs> with a dent in the back left-hand side that he will never forgive whoever did that for because this car is like mint. For really like 25 years old, Yeah, Um it has like 200,000 kilometers on it. So in 25 years he's only put 100 something thousand miles on it. <laughs> <laughs> um and I think that that's just an attestation to what mm-hmm. how small that town is, you know what I mean, and how close everything is and well, it's not really that you don't have to drive that far.
0: That that really uh, shows the different mindset that Europeans have compared to Americans. We're
1: like right. the throwaway
0: culture. We want something new and they'll they'll just keep on
1: keep on keeping on until it yeah. dies. Yep. Yep. Well, that's what my truck right now has 230,000 miles on it. I don't plan on selling yeah. Jesse anytime soon.
0: Right. Well, even it, look at uh, how we always tear down our schools, rebuild schools. They use the same buildings for
1: hundreds of years, thousands of thousands, years. I was yeah. going to say hundreds of years. Like that's that's a conservative. Like right, we, yeah, yeah. We went to um, a town called Bardejov. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this is where my grandfather's from. It's more towards um, like further north towards Poland. Uh, and Bardejov, this town center is an old castle. Yeah, like it's an old castle with just newer houses built around the mm-hmm. walls. But they didn't tear down the walls or level anything out. It's just all the oh yeah yeah. It's so history based rich. (laughs) Well, that's
0: that's how the town that I lived in England, it um Shrewsbury.
1: Yeah. So why don't so so before we really dive into this, why so they have the now everybody has the background of like my Slovak trip and where my family is from. Why don't you give the the audience an outline of like your European experience?
0: Yeah. So I I went to Italy with the Welsh Choir last summer, but. for a couple summers, I lived in England in a, a three-story row house with my my whole family because my dad got transferred over there. And so it's just similar to to what you were saying. Like the buildings are super old and everything. The um, the one movie theater in is in the town square in that town, and the building itself was built in 1492. Isn't that
1: crazy? 1492.
0: Yeah. So it used to be their old market building, and now they use it as a movie theater. That's like literally when Columbus sailed across the ocean. That building was built, and they're right. still using it. They don't knock it down. They don't or, knock
1: it down. Yeah, and that's the, that's the, one of the biggest differences that I see is just like it's not even a dedication to history, but it's like an appreciation for it. And and I get kind of that the american mentality where it was like our entire mission was to rid ourselves of that you know what i mean like independence yourself. from yeah independence from britain and and everything that happened during the revolution and stuff was just we wanted to get away i mean that's the entire purpose of america was to try to get away yeah and, but and create more freedoms but the
0: puritans get out of
1: yeah persecution and and everything else it was i mean religious based there's a bunch of things going on that that where it was in the head of the founding fathers right but that's a totally different episode if you want to get into that you can listen to some hardcore history with dan carlin (laughs) um but just i mean getting back to that that car right (sighs) having the ability to use something until it's done you know what i mean and not like you said have that throwaway mentality I think is an invaluable asset to entrepreneurs, to business people, to anybody that wants to build something from the ground up. Um, first off, it saves you money, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I think it, you, you kind of have to learn a little bit of adaptability. Is that the older that vehicle gets? I mean, I, I know things about my truck and the way that it ticks, Mm -hmm. that i'm like "Mm, it doesn't say i need to change the oil but it feels like i need to change the oil yeah i mean like you start paying attention to that kind of stuff and you get to know that vehicle it's like being in a long-term relationship (laughs) yeah you're like you know you're telling me you're not hungry but your face says that you're hungry yeah you're also yelling so maybe (laughs) we should get some food right so you you build in that that ability to be long term. Mm-hmm. That's not just with cars. It's not just with whatever else. The throwaway mentality can be toxic because you start something, <laughs> just toss it, move on to the next thing. You know that can translate into relationships. It can translate into business ventures. If if we decided to just try to oh this isn't working, we're going to try to start another business and then move on and kind of serial entrepreneur it. We wouldn't be sitting here right now, you and right. I. Every time we had to pivot during the course of the Apex's journey over the last year, over the last forty-eight hours.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know what I mean? Like
0: it's constantly changing. It's constantly
1: changing. So, what do you? I mean, what do you like more about that concept that that not throwaway concept when you were living in England? Did you see similar things as far as like you oh, know, yeah. the Slovak side of things?
0: I would say that it almost places more of an emphasis on family because you're less material based, right? So if you're constantly consumed of getting the next best thing or evolving in that that regard, you're going to disregard the human contact because you're going to be so consumed with consuming,
1: right? Yeah. Like you're so, you're so caught up in the rat race kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it, yeah, I mean, it definitely leads to a simpler lifestyle, I think. And yeah, and yeah. what I, what I think is the biggest thing and what I really wanted to, um, to get out of this was how easy it is to be happy when you're happy with what you have, not with what you're going to get. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the biggest, that's the, the, the last point that I had written down here after kind of the ramble, you know what I mean? How happy your life can be when you make that mental switch to I'm going to be happy with what I have now, you know, glad that I have a car, happy that I have a roof mm-hmm. over my head, happy that I'm healthy enough at 81 years old to cut down corn with a scythe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be angry that I don't have the funds to get an automatic mower, I'm going to be happy that I have the health to be able to do it manually, right? Hmm. Two different lenses, two completely different lenses. Um, I mean, we basically just kind of hit my next two. So like status isn't derived from what you drive or what you wear. I don't know what that's like in England because I've never been to the UK. Um, but in Slovakia, like the majority of people use public transport, So
0: Yeah, I would say most Europeans use public transport
1: because mm -hmm. the trains are everywhere. I would say... Trains, buses, I mean, pretty much everything, yeah.
0: yeah. They definitely use that, utilize that type of stuff, but also...
1: What's up, Percy? Sorry, we're on Instagram Live. My boy Percy Eccles (laughs) came on, hosts Taming Lightning. You guys need to check that out if you haven't. Taming Lightning on Instagram. This dude literally is traveling to Sweden to go to a plasma-like conference, Mm -hmm where they, they put plasma into glass, and it's like neon, but it's not neon. You have to listen to his show to figure out the difference, because I'm not an expert on it by any means, but it's different, and it's beautiful. Some of these art pieces that people come up with are absolutely insane, and he's a huge advocate for it. So, it's awesome. Not a whole lot, buddy. Sorry, I didn't mean to totally upset. Yeah. Did you lose your thought?
0: Um, Well, for... You- UK they typically like depending on their job they'll actually get like a stipend for a a car so everybody has like a Mercedes or a BMW just because their job pays for it which is quite different than our culture you would almost have to have just like a sales position here and then you might get a company car you might not it seemed like a lot of people had really nice cars just because they were funded
1: yeah and I mean I was talking to my cousin's And this is something that I find absolutely insane is that he has, for the first five years that you work over there, you have like 26 days or something like that vacation. Oh, yeah. And then you finish, it's like a full month
0: Mm -hmm. of
1: vacation time. He was like, you only get 14? Yeah. He was like, what kind of screwy deal is that? I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But they they're constantly like paternity leave, oh, yeah. you know, um, the vacation time. Their work structure is so focused on the health of the individual, mm-hmm. to increase productivity. It's insane. Like one of the, the girls that I'm friends with over there is she does testing for iOS apps. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she gets to telework. She's only been working eight months. Okay. So, keep in mind what in the US it means to be working for eight months somewhere. Okay, she's been working for eight months, starts out with 20 days of vacation, and is able to telework up to twice a week on her choice. She doesn't have assigned hours, she has tasks that hmm. she has to get accomplished by the end of the week. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I was like, wow, mm-hmm.
0: that's but, crazy. That type of culture. It's definitely in the UK, too. Really? They have like holidays, it seems like, every other day. It's like vacation for them is called holidays. Right, right. And it, I think it drove my dad crazy, because he's always grinding, like the American grind. And he's like, what do you mean? You, you were just off two weeks ago. And um, I think that he drove them crazy, too, because he was constantly working. Right. That, I, I think that's the American way to just constantly be grinding.
1: Mm -hmm. What do you think are the pluses and minuses of either one of those mentalities?
0: Well, if you look at American culture, I feel like that's how we've been able to be number one in the world is because we're constantly pushing for innovation and constantly, but I feel like it can be detrimental because Mm -hmm. you don't have enough time to breathe. Right, right. So people are,
1: or like the family sufferers yeah. and like other stuff. I mean, with, but like divorce number, rates, are... we may be number one in certain areas, you know what I mean? But by like, definitely not number one across the board. But just like, I think definitely from the capitalistic work ethic mentality, mm-hmm. probably just as far as the widespread want to grind, yeah. definitely number well, one.
0: widespread wealth too. Right. America's super wealthy,
1: right? But like. <clears throat> That I mean, you see it as far as the suffer of mm-hmm. like the family structure, yeah.
0: Divorce rates you know, are divorce high. Divorce rates
1: are high. People don't in, they it, they invest their time in work when time is an investment that you have to invest in a bunch of areas, mm-hmm. right? Not just one. You have to choose wisely where you invest that time, and I think that just my experience with Europe and the European cultures, they choose to invest that time in family.
0: Well, even in just contact with people, like when right? we. When we were in Italy, when you were at dinner, you had dinner at like nine o'clock at night, but right. you, you were not to be on your phone. You had nope. to be present in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is on their Instagram and Twitter. Like when, even when you're with your family here these days, you're like half present, half.
1: I know people out, that like they're know? like watching TV or watching a movie and they're on their phone rather than watching the movie. Yeah. Like why even watch the movie? And I'm definitely guilty of that at some point. You know what I mean? Like where I'm on Instagram following, unfollowing, boosting accounts, doing Mm -hmm. social stuff or doing research, but the TV is just kind of background noise. Yeah. Which doesn't, which is why I don't understand why people dump so much money into TV ads, but that's a separate, (laughs) separate conversation. I just, yeah, I think that, um, that self-investment and investment in family and like conversation the amount of people that are phenomenal at small talk mm-hmm. in europe is awesome i mean you it's just like that i think that art is kind of lost from mid millennial to younger harder and harder for people to just have small talk conversations yeah. or network with people which is why people are so taken aback and they think that you're an extroverted charismatic personality when you just have conversations with other humans.
0: Well, the amount of people that, like, look so awkward. If you're just walking by them on the sidewalk or whatever, and you just mm-hmm. smile at them. Right. They, they're, they like, taken back.
1: Yeah. They don't know what to do.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Hmm. Um, all right. So, one of the other points that I wanted to kind of get into is the appreciation for tradition and what that means. Tradition. So, tradition okay fiddler on the roof <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i wonder how many people will get that reference if i were a rich man <nostrils> i love that movie the papa the uh- papa
0: <laughs> tradition
1: <laughs> oh my oh, i i want to watch that movie so bad now um, we had the two two tape vhs growing up You'd, yeah. you'd have to pause right after the the wedding and then restart it up, and it would keep going into Red talking about how the Russians are kicking them out yeah anyway um tradition is definitely rich outside of just the buildings right uh like I know in Slovakia, so it's still very, very respectful and um I mean, it's just tradition that if like, so I came over as my grandfather's grandson, right? Mm-hmm. He introduced me to a lot of the neighbors. The neighbors, it's still all double cheek kiss, right? Shake hands, double cheek kiss with both the men and the women. But it's just endearing. It's just like welcoming. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's like getting yourself on an intimate level with other humans, and I think that that's kind of the switch that trans the transition point. Yeah. And then the tradition is, like, the, the mother of the home brings out some food or, like, a shot of whatever kind of m- m- liquor they make in the house or some type of alcohol you toast to, like, your arrival um, or just, like, telling your story. And people generally, like, my grandfather has a garden, right, in a separate area of town. And there is a – his neighbor, we went and sat with his neighbor. His neighbor's wife brought out, like, a full meal,
0: some mm-hmm. of
1: their homemade – um, they, we call it Slivovitz, right? Which is basically Slovak moonshine. Brings out that. We sit and talk to them for half an hour.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: You know, it just like, because the husband was outside working in the garden, my grandfather waved, said, hey, my grandson's here. He said, come on over. And we just sat outside talking for half an hour. Yeah. Like that, the traditions as far as being welcoming to other people and stuff like that, but then also Christmas, Easter, um, the greek catholic and byzantine rite church is very very popular there so they have these things called old posts which is like celebrate ma- major celebrations mm-hmm. so i was there for the celebration of the birth of mary um and the whole town got together and like yeah. there's like 400 people in this cathedral for mass which they called Tzerkvi. and then everybody like met after mass and we all hung out for a little bit and then People went back to their their homes and had food and everything, but mm-hmm. it, it's like the massive cultures focused on that religious tradition and and that, everything like that. That's, that's the what majority. they've been
0: doing for two thousand
1: years, right? And that's the the majority of people. Whereas I feel mm-hmm. like in the U.S., it's a minority of people. I mean, it, yeah. there's there's a majority, like it's just not as publicized. Like the media is covering this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? In yeah. Slovakia, there's it, it's not as much of that. And I'm not just saying that there's less of a separation of church and state or that I believe that there should be a separation of church and uh, that there shouldn't be, you know what I mean? I don't yeah, want to get yeah. political the, on it.
0: This is just an observation. Right,
1: it's just an observation as far as, like, they've been doing that tradition for so long mm-hmm. that it's that's just part of what they do.
0: Well, I know people that hate tradition. Like, a guy always uh, tells me, I, I just can't stand tradition.
1: and Oh, hey... He, I'm going to go finish your thought. Sorry.
0: And uh, they're, they're very against tradition. And I feel like the American way is let's make it modern. Let's modernize everything. So I once heard a Catholic priest be uh, asked, why doesn't the Catholic church become like more modernized? And he said, that's because we believe in tradition and by you saying that you want it modernized, he said, let's put it this way. Modern isn't always better. Maybe for in the scientific world, it's better because, oh, like you want like the cleanest procedure for like heart procedures and everything. But for different cultural traditions, tradition is better because he's like, if you had a poem that was written 15 years ago, would you try to convince me that it's better than all the sonnets written by Shakespeare? Right. Mm-hmm. Some things are just classically... They're timeless. Timeless and good. Right. Because of the tradition.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I could, I could definitely see that point. Yeah, like that. some things just... As much of a proponent as I am of the way that things have always been done isn't necessarily the way things need to be done in the future. I'm a massive proponent of that. Mm -hmm. I always think that you should challenge the way things are currently being done because there's probably a way to innovate. Mm -hmm. That's the American side of my head, right? Right. And then my my grandparents is just like, there's something so pure about the tradition and the happiness Mm -hmm. that the tradition can bring that I think that we've gotten away from that's caused this massive outbreak of depression and mm-hmm. you know everything else here is just because we're not satisfied ever.
0: Well, I, I think tradition gives you a sense of belonging.
1: Mm-hmm. like Which oh, is what everybody th- kind of seeks and, and th- this hopes is, for.
0: This is what my family did. This is what their family did. You know, just generations of people. And I feel like you almost like touch those people from the past whenever you redo something that's how i feel whenever i
1: whenever i put on my uniform i mean i know that the almasy has appeared on a bunch of different uniforms Mm -hmm. i mean and now i'm a part of that lineage that tradition and i think that the the natural human tendency is to seek belonging right so i mean that's why social media is such an epidemic and why people are so focused on likes and people are so focused on comments and engagement and everything else is because of having a sense of belonging Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or a sense of acceptance, and tradition kind of gives you that. Yeah. Whether it's local at the family level, macro at the country level, whatever. We have those traditions. Like, we all feel a massive sense of belonging in the United States to the 4th of July Independence Day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To Memorial Day, Veterans Day, to all of these different arenas. We got people giving a tour. (laughs) That's funny nice.
0: That's very distracting to me. Oh, hello, big world.
1: Um, But all of those different things, I mean, that is a massive, you feel fireworks booming, at least me, you feel those fireworks booming in the air, you can feel the sonic waves in your chest, you're like, America. Yeah. Calls back all the, the bombs throughout all the wars. And... Yeah, and Star Spangled Banner plays, and everything like that, it's just a massive, that pull, that sense of tradition. Yeah. Huh.
0: Tradition definitely leads to pride. Yeah.
1: I think so too. And I think that people are really, really focused on trying to uh, dilute it down.
0: Oh, yeah. Just strip it away. Get rid
1: of it. Yeah. it has no place kind of thing. And I disagree.
0: It saddens but,
1: me. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the bigger picture kind of thing. Though.
0: You, you just need to find a balance of being innovative, but always calling back to your roots.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think with that, I, we're just going to wrap up with, with tradition. Tradition. <laughs> and, and kind of remind everybody that, you know, just because you've had the same car for a bunch of years and you don't have as nice of a car as your neighbor doesn't necessarily mean that your status is any less or any more. Your worth is not derived from what you wear or how much you can afford what type of title you have at your job. Um, Your worth is in human equity is what I like to call your friendships, your relationships, Mm -hmm. your family, you know, those things that are timeless. And that sometimes tradition can be the largest moral compass in allowing you to innovate Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you have a foundation to fall back on.
0: It's embedded in your DNA. Mm Mm-hmm
1: where whether you want to believe it or not. Right. There's psychologically, there are habits and traditions that your body follows on a daily basis. So be aware of them. And maybe a little bit of a European mentality wouldn't hurt here in America.
0: Yeah. Hmm? I don't think so.
1: So if you want to support the show, go ahead and reach out to www.patreon.com backslash the apex podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at the Apex Podcast, on Instagram at the Apex Podcast, on Twitter at the Apex Podcast, and then me at Jan underscore Almacy on Instagram. Okay. Uh, definitely give Percy a follow. It's Taming Lightning on Instagram. You can go to Taming Lightning on Apple Podcasts and find it. It's basically it's a black symbol with a little yellow lightning bolt. Um, super, super interesting stuff over there.
0: Then maybe DM RJ and call him lazy for not being in this session.
1: Yeah. Jeez, RJ. Slacker. At DocHoliday92. <laughs> but with that, everybody, we will catch you on the next episode. Keep chasing that apex.